welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 334. I got these from Benton's, the innkeeper said meekly. Oh, the big farmer said with a smile. That's my mistake, then. He picked up a crumb of crust from the plate and chewed it speculatively. I'd swear it was damn fine pie for all that. Maybe the Bentons got them some damn fine apples and don't know it. His wife sniffed, then saw Chronicler sitting idle at his table and pulled her husband away. Old Cobb watched them go, shaking his head. I don't know what that woman needs in her life to make her a little happy, he said, but I hope she finds it before she pecks old Eli bloody. Jake and Graham made vague grumbles of agreement. Nice to see folks filling up the place. Old Cobb looked at the red-haired man behind the bar. You're a fine cook, Coat, and you've got the best beer in twenty miles. All folks need is a bit of an excuse to stop by. Old Cobb tapped the side of his nose speculatively. You know, he said to the innkeeper, you should bring in a singer or summit on nights. Hell, even the Orison boy can play a bit of his daddy's fiddle. I bet he'd be glad to come in for the price of a couple drinks. He looked around at the inn. A little music is just what this place needs. The innkeeper nodded. His expression was so easy and amiable, it almost wasn't an expression at all. I expect you're right, Coates said. His voice was perfectly calm. It was a perfectly normal voice. It was colorless and clear as window glass. It was colorless and clear as window glass. Old Cobb opened his mouth, but before he could say anything else, Bast rapped one knuckle hard on the bar. Drinks? He asked the men sitting at the bar. I'm guessing you'd all like a little something before we bring you out a bit to eat? They did, and Bass bustled around behind the bar, pulling beer into mugs and pressing them into waiting hands. After a slow moment, the innkeeper swung silently into motion alongside his assistant, heading into the kitchen to fetch soup and bread with butter and cheese and apples. And that's the end of the page and the chapter. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I have questions. Uh-huh. What is it to pull a drink? So pulling a beer in particular is when you pull the tap and the you know the beer comes out. It's it's the actual verb for for pouring a beer out of a tap. Hmm. Interesting. It's a little bit dated. I don't think you would go into a bar and ask for someone to pull you a beer, but but they might say that's what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe if you went to like a fancy-ish tab- tavern type place, they might say, oh, pull your beer then, me fine fellow. <laughs> because, of course. <laughs> because you're being served by a leprechaun. Yes. <laughs> when he starts talking about like, oh, like this place could use a little music. And Quoth, who is Coat in this moment, does not have the voice of like the performer and the singer that Quoth is. He instead has... A voice that is colorless and clear as window glass. Well, because of course there is no music. Yes. Not only is there no music allowed, 
which which may or may not be magically enforced, but he misses it de- dearly. So could he have the Orson boy in there playing music or would it not work? I think Unclear. it would. So yeah, I think it would hurt him too much. Also, maybe magically it won't work, but I think it would just hurt too much to be around music because for some reason he's not allowed to have it anymore. Uh, I think the reason the end of the chapter is written that way is because Kvothe is is spending as much time in the back as he can. So he's getting them soup. And uh, I'll also get this bread and butter. And cheese. And apples. Like, he's so hurt by this passage. And you notice that Bass jumps in to, like, yeah. change the subject? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's clearly what's happening. Now, I do want to point out that in the last book, there's a scene in uh, this tavern where he, like, everyone is, like, singing songs and Kvothe does join in with a verse so it's not like he can't sing it's not like Mm -hmm. he's like magically compelled not to sing or that he's somehow lost his voice it's that for whatever reason he has lost the like the spark of joy or whatever it is that like made him like a musical prodigy like he he there's another reason that he is not playing music so it's not that he physically can't it's that he won't and obviously that's painful for him and it could be that the closer he gets to Quoth, the more comfortable he is, because he does sing. So as you say, it's not like he's not permitted to sing. Are singing and playing different? No. Mm. I think I in, mean, to Quoth. Yeah, I think in the context of this overarching element of the book, no, they're not. Music is of a piece. He sings and he plays. I'm just reminded that another reason people are flocking here is to have their wills writ by Chronicler. Yeah. So there's actually many reasons to come here, even though it's uncomfortable. I feel like that's an, ex- you know, like they, they're coming for the, the opportunity to use the services of a scriv, and then they're staying for lunch and the sort of like communal aspect of it. Like Chronicler's kind of an excuse. Right. Come for the memory of, or, you know, for the reminder that you will die, stay for the brief living you get to do amongst your family and friends. Mm-hmm. That's so like sad but also kind of lovely <laughs> i think you just described this book's whole vibe <laughs> yeah that's a good point it's it's is it a mood it is a big mood it is big mood yes i don't have very many notes on this page but i do have my regular final note for the chapter oh did you 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 started out this episode by saying that you oh, had, you're right. questions. I had a bunch of questions didn't i they were silly i don't like them anymore <laughs> <laughs> wow Wow. Okay, well, if you change your mind, your questions are always welcome if you change your mind. I just want to point out that Cobb says, you're a fine cook, you've got the best beer, all folk need is an excuse to stop by. Clearly, this is really out of, it's really unusual to have the place packed up like this. Yeah. And his regulars know it. Uh, So... One wonders if Quoth, like probably Quoth doesn't want to attract attention. He just wants to sort of have something to, to spend his time doing. So maybe he's intentionally not filled it with reasons to come. Yeah. Just think it's interesting that his clientele know it, like are noticing that, hey, you know, you're, you have a really great place here. People will want to come. You just have to like do a bit of advertising. You know, his heart's not really in it. Yeah. And it's, telling about Cobb's character as well that he's trying to gas Quoth up a bit. Mm. I remembered one of my questions that didn't get answered. And it's how did Quoth Coat become a good cook? 
presumably practice. Also, Quoth is the best at everything he does, so <laughs> that could be part of it. I mean, you could make an argument that cooking is sort of an application of chemistry, and Quoth is good at like sciencey type stuff. So yeah, one of the best cooks I know is a chemist, and he frames it that same way. Like it's really just chemistry, and and that's what that's why it works so well. So it could just be that. It could just be he's applying his knowledge of science to uh, the culinary arts. Yes, the food sciences. Mm. All right, reasonable. Jordana, I expect you have at least one more thing to say. I do. Are we ready? Oh, we're so ready. I'm so we're ready. Born ready. Have it. This is the end of a chapter, and this chapter was chapter 46, Interlude, A Bit of Fiddle, referring, I think, to the Orison boy, maybe being able to play a bit of fiddle for a couple of drinks. Yep. And it's also perhaps, you know, fiddling around in between chapters. Yep. Jeremy's so agreeable right now. I'm an agreeable kind of guy. And the husband is fiddling around with his wife's patience. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's his face with the cane is fiddling around with that lady's skirt. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, we have a letter here from Gary who writes on page 341 of Name of the Wind. Hi, pagers. I have a new strategy for writing in about old episodes. I'm going to write the email and then hold on to it and wait about 15 episodes to see if my points were already addressed. On this page, you discuss the odd sensation Quoth notices in Elodin's room in Haven. In the real world, we have negative pressure rooms for airborne isolation for patients with tuberculosis and other similar respiratory diseases. These keep airflow from leaving the room except through a controlled system. I believe Elodin's room is a positive pressure room which prevents air from entering, thereby preventing him from hearing the ever-changing name of the wind. On the next page, Elodin mentions mechanisms by which he is prevented from hearing the name of the wind. I just listened to page 358 on which you discussed Debbie's ridiculously high interest rate at 50%, annualized to compare to numbers we're used to, like the credit card, about 20% annual rate. This is about 12,800%. Keep up the excellent work, and please don't hate me because I'm STEM, Jeremy. Thanks. Signed, Gary. I don't hate anyone because they're STEM. I love that we... Science, technology, engineering, math, if you have, like, a STEM degree. I, like, I want people out doing those jobs because God knows I'm never going to be a physicist or an astronaut or, like, a chemical engineer, but we need all those people doing those things. I just want the same kind of respect and dignity given to people who have liberal arts degrees as people who have STEM degrees. All are equal in the sight of gods and men. And I just want them to have a grounding in the humanities so that they understand, you know, the human cost of the decisions they make and not everything boiled down to cold, hard data. That's how you get Silicon Valley. Yeah, in the same way that I need a rudimentary understanding of chemistry so that I don't mix together, so that I don't accidentally make chlorine gas by pouring swimming pool water on the on the hot coals in the sauna and kill everybody i need i need stem lords to to like have an understanding of the people on the other ends of their of their uh magnificent inventions yes but most importantly we need stem to hold up our flower petals that's true (laughs) in fact are we liberal arts people not the flower petals held up by the stem (gasps) we are jeremy that's brilliant So back to like the uh, the rest of that letter. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I definitely read the like weird feeling in the room as some sort of magical juju, but to sort of scientifically claim it's like the air is it's like a vacuum so that the wind can't get in. That makes sense. I like it. 
I love that, that reading. Yeah. That's why, why would such Elodin, a cool idea. Why would Elodin not want the wind to get in? It's his room in Haven. It's Elodin proof. Oh, neat. Cool. Mm. All right. Thanks, Gary. Keep at yeah, it. And I like letter. your I like your strategy. Yeah. Perhaps all yeah. listeners should adopt the Gary method and hold off for 15 episodes or so just in case we address it. But then when we do that call for mail, you'll be sad that we didn't have more mail. That's true. Listeners, whenever Jeremy says something that is patently wrong, leap to your inboxes and pound out a letter pillorying him, please. Truly, I, I am like the, the the soldier protecting the sleeping child, <laughs> suffering the abuse of all our <laughs> listeners. Protect you, my co-hosts, from their wrath. <laughs> oh, we really have entered into the phrase of culture where we simply communicate by metaphor. That's right. The Star we, Trek episode. Yeah, we are Jarmok and Jalad at Tanagra. Yes, Tanagra is 4chan. <laughs> we are... Tembe, his arms wide, and uh, I protecting will you from the <laughs> Tembe, the military guy, his arms wide, protecting the sleeping child from the falling daggers That's of right. communism. And yep. uh, listeners, I'll die for your sins on tomorrow's page of the wind. wind.